0: Hello? Hello? Who is this? If you tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn?
1: Oh, I'm getting ready to watch a video.
0: Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. <laughs> Someone is playing a deadly game.
2: It all began with a scream over 911.
0: Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now, he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. There are certain rules that one must abide by in
1: order to successfully survive a scary movie. You can never have sex. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back.
0: I'll be right back. He didn't make the rules. The police are always on track. If they watch Palm Night, they save time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. Everybody's a suspect! You're not scared, are you? not
1: Welcome to Pulp Commentary, Horror Nights. I'm Count Mike.
2: I am MB of the Black Balloon. I am the Abominable Doctor Hero.
1: And I am not Robert Osborne, host of Turner Classic News. <laughs> <laughs> but I am here on Pulp Commentaries to tell you about the very first Fluxo Commentary track.
3: My God, it's uncanny. It's
1: exciting. <laughs> it's like he's actually on the podcast.
3: I know. I know. I'm kind of disappointed that, that,
2: that it's really you now.
1: I. So am I. So that's the same as every Kine- day.
2: I'm just imagining Kinnison walking out on the Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> <set. laughs> and today we're talking
1: about Scream. <laughs> but you were right. The first Flexo commentary. Numero uno. Mm-hmm. Flexo is crossed over from Box Office Pulp. Boxofficepulp.flugspot.com <laughs> And pretty soon, be on- I'll be in your home.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say you were going to be on below the Bible Belt, but that's even creepier.
1: I'm from north. Wisconsin's pretty north. I mean unless you're looking from Canada down but
2: Flexo's, Matt,
1: semantics. Um so what better movie to start this horror movie month and to start Flexo doing commentaries with us then, MB?
3: We are watching Wes Craven's classic Scream.
1: Flexo's favorite movie. It's pretty darn good.
3: It is. You never watched my favorite movie, guys. A Christmas story? Don't yeah, we break up there?
2: <laughs> it's like a
3: pause <laughs> Nailed the problem
2: it with us, The problem with us doing a commentary for that is we'd have to catch it on Christmas Day during the TBS marathon
1: yeah, Instead was... of hanging out with our families
3: Actually just that like sounds with, great
2: just like, <laughs> just like when you watch a Christmas story we never do the commentary all the way through, we just do bits and pieces We have to
1: cobble it together at the end Sometimes we redo parts of franking commentary <laughs> We catch the middle 18 different times I like the Wizard of Oz.
0: We just anyway, do commentary yeah. for him but I getting digress.
2: his tongue stuck to the pole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that I put
0: my arms down. down. Um,
2: but we are doing
1: commentary for Scream, and we Scream. are paused zero Scream. seconds in before the Dimension Films logo. So let us begin. I will count to three. After we say three, we press play. Are we all ready? All four of us. Okay. And so when you, know? when you when you say three, I don't push it. When you're done saying three, then I push it. Correct. What if I screw up? Well, you're on your own. Okay. Okay. We've already seen Skip, so I'm just going to describe the movie to you as it goes along.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> Flex, so you can
3: memorize it by just the back of your hand.
1: Yeah, but if I did it like uh, Ghostface would just be Roberto from Futurama.
0: Just practicing my stand in red.
1: Ha-ha. <laughs> well, that was we're not even in the movie yet. He's already doing Roberto, so this is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, all right. downhill from here, baby. Begin the countdown. It was
3: your it was your idea to invite him. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, all on you. Begin the countdown, goddamn it! All right, bye. All right, one, two, three. Oh she's a bitch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the play didn't work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ten cool difficulties already, Rylos.
0: God, well, throw
1: this podcast out. So- Woman Screaming is part of the subtitles. That's... I accept it.
2: I do love how the Scream logo for this movie isn't the Scream logo. No. It just looks as generic as possible.
1: Yeah, it's... (laughs) I think of that every time I watch it, I'm like, boy, that's a terrible logo. It's got a weird police siren part to it, and it's all very odd.
2: Looks like something that would be a title card for an MTV show. Hey.
1: Coming around full circle.
2: No. Scream, the MTV high school years.
1: Scream is a fascinating time capsule for the late 90s. It
2: really is. Just whenever you see the Dimension logo, it immediately takes you back.
1: Or the number of VHS tapes or recorded phones.
2: You know what's weird? True Barrymore.
1: True Barrymore. Trees.
3: Scream is actually the first slasher movie I've ever seen.
1: I remember uh my parents actually saw Scream. I was too young to see it. So they came home and they were laughing and telling me about it. And there's, you know, my mom describes, spoilers, when Stu gets stabbed and he's like, I'm feeling a little woozy here. My mom's telling me this and she's laughing. But to like a seven-year-old, this is terrifying. Like, my little seven-year-old mind, like a guy being stabbed, bleeding out to death, and his only thought is, I don't feel good, was just like, Terrifying! Who no was getting this guy to a hospital? <laughs> Which my parents it's are dad, hilarious.
2: His dad is gonna be mad. Oh no!
1: <laughs> or little seven-year-old mind. It's like my dad told me about Hannibal one time, and I was like, "No, no." The not, idea of like a guy being there. fed his own brains was just too much for my little head to handle.
3: Now it's too much for you to handle for a different reason.
1: Oh, they just look so tasty. 90s were a wonderful time where you could call up random people and have conversations with with them. Well, I like to think we're moving back to that because on your cell phone, caller ID is a little trickier. You know, if a random person calls you, your phone isn't going to identify, it's just going to say unknown caller. Like back in the good old days of corded phones when anyone would call and you'd never have an idea who it was.
2: You know what the same could really use? Farting Carmen Electra. (laughs)
1: I know, I don't. What? Admittedly, I could use Carmen Electra, but because I'm not much of a Barrymore fan, and but more you Prince get to shows. see her gutted. That is true. If it makes you feel any better, uh, according to the trivia section on Internet Movie Database, which <laughs> is pretty much fact, to uh, get the distressed performance from Drew Barrymore. Uh, Wes Craven would tell her distressing animal abuse stories when they weren't filming, just to keep her in a constant state of, like, unhappiness.
2: They're all things he did on the weekends.
0: <laughs>
1: so just I camera... took some puppies, and I just, I just threw them in a lake. I threw them in a burlap <laughs> bag, and I just threw them in a lake. I don't
2: even have a I these... shot piranhas, too. Action. So what do you think this is on the phone?
1: Uh, I never remember the guy's name. Uh, Roger Jackson. I meant the character, God damn it. Yeah, I know. That is one of the fun things, trying to figure out which one's Stu and which one is not Stu.
0: Oh, well,
1: wait, Roger Jackson takes this way too seriously. It's kind of weird and creepy. <laughs> well, that's the point, isn't it? It is true, but it's odd. Like, ever see him do interviews? It's bizarre. Does he do the voice? Yes. And he's in shadow the entire time. Going back a little bit, I want to say this was probably Billy at this scene. Um, Just for the fact that the scene immediately following this is Billy sneaking into Sid's room. So it kind of seems like he's already out and about on the town. (laughs) Plus it gives Stu an alibi. You know, his girlfriend dies, but his ex-girlfriend dies and he's at home. He's actually got people around. Though the world may never know. Oh, Stu. Why couldn't
2: you have been the villain of the third movie?
1: <laughs> I still... I just held out hope the entire time that he was going to pop back up somewhere in, like, Scream 4 or something. Let's hope so. Just a TV what? fell on his head. He could survive that. Scream 5 ever ever happen. Stu can come back. Scream. I would put money on Scream 5 never happening. Just let me believe, Flexo. It's kind of oh, a brilliant St- twist, though. Scream 4... Made as a semi remake sequel manages to not only stop there being another shitty sequel, but stop there from being a reboot, because now the scream franchise is gonna need like ten years before people are interested in again, general audience wise. It's a clever way about it. Let's just kill the whole franchise so no one else can play with it. <laughs> it's an odd have your cake and throw
2: the rest of it out.
1: <laughs> if I can't yeah, make a scream sequel, no one gets a scream sequel.
2: Uh, Wes Craven treated that series like it was a sack full of kittens he was throwing into a lake.
1: I'm pretty sure, like... Okay, this is something I was thinking about earlier today. Can you think of a lot of horror directors who have stuck to horror throughout their entire careers? Not many. Like, a lot of them, like, they either just become unpopular after, like, a decade in the horror genre, or they try and move on to different types of pictures. Like, it's pretty rare for someone to stick with it. as long as Wes Craven has. I mean, sure, he's got other stuff more like thrillers in there, but by and large, pretty much horror all the way through for that guy.
2: Hey, hey, hey. He directed music of the heart.
1: That's when he tried switching, then just came back. Yeah. It like, like, who are our modern big-name horror directors? We've got, like, James Wan, and he's pretty much said he's done. After Insidious 2, he's moving on to, like, Fast and the Furious 18. (laughs) And And I think you just named all of them. Well, yeah, and like all the guys who are doing like the VHS and you know a terrible place to die, like that group of mumblecore kind of horror genre style guys.
2: Uh, yeah, I there aren't really A-list horror directors at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean we have got Ty West, but again he's not like going to make a movie that makes forty million dollars in the first weekend. And I say, as far as A-list goes, I think just James Wan really. That's it. Yeah.
2: And is James Wan even really A-list?
1: Conjuring <laughs> and Sid- <laughs> the last three. Made a
2: lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, in it's terms to me a $40 like,
1: million opening weekend, which is nuts.
2: I mean, it's me in like terms in, of, like, being a household name. Like, people know who Wes Craven and John Carpenter are, but...
3: I, w- I would you- still consider James Wan to be the guy who directed Saw.
2: Saw was good, though. This commentary is over. <laughs> have you ever seen the first Saw? I have seen the first Saw. It's unwatchable. It's a nice. good though.
1: It's a great movie. Great thriller that has not, almost nothing to do with horror at all. I feel like the acting kind of distances me from it because it, uh... Don't Perry insult Carrie uh, Elwes. Eh, something, something about his performance just doesn't fit. Don't Saw Carrie always. I
2: Saw mean, I like the guy a lot. Saw's an excellent concept for a movie. I just didn't... I didn't hate Saw. I just... It... it
1: Hero's just, excited for the remake. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should start rewatching watching it, Hero. Maybe you should start rewatching. watching
2: Still one of the greatest ending plot twists ever, though. Even when you don't like the movie, when that motherfucker gets off the floor and it's Tobin Bell. Why doesn't Tobin Bell do more?
1: It's a screen. laser-cut screen. There's an additional, like, seven seconds of gore in this part of the movie. <laughs> it's never been released on DVD or Blu-ray. The nation
2: wasn't ready for it.
1: Always well, fascinated by, by the MPA. Yeah, like, this is mm-hmm. a hard R back in the day. Like, they had to cut a lot of stuff out. But you watch it now, and it's like, eh, I don't even see any, like, guts hanging all over the walls or anything. Come on. I'm fascinated by, does, to them, just seven seconds really make that much of a difference? Well, okay, in a couple of seconds here, when they do a really fast pan in on uh, Drew Barrymore hanging from a tree, and they're, like, cutting out every couple of frames, apparently they had to do that for editing purposes, because they still wanted to show her hung from the tree dead, but they couldn't do a long pull-in on it because the MPAA was throwing a fit. Yeah. Well, that's That frames here and there makes a big enough difference. I mean, that kind of makes sense because it goes by really fast. But like the guts hanging out, it still lingers there either way. I'm
2: Keep sorry, like in mind, poor Jiffy pop out. Look at his brutal, <laughs> terrible. Keep in mind, like two years later, the parody movie of this had Carmel lecture getting her fake tits stabbed out, which is conceptually more gruesome. But that was okay.
1: But it was. With Tom Arnold.
2: I remember Maria Bello pointing that out, and this film is not yet rated, how weird that was. <laughs> like, funny violence is okay, but scary violence?
1: Yeah, a lot of it has to come down to tone, which is weird because Scream does have quite a few moments that could be viewed as humorous. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's just how I view it. And to my thoughts on Drew Barrymore, this scene is fucking hilarious. Hilarious, just
2: airplane quality stuff right here. It is funny the thing, the woman about to get filleted is a pretty competent director. Fl- filleted? I like that this is oh. the one commentary where we actually discuss the movie. Oh, you I do just, have
3: some written
1: pages if I'm allowed to read them later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would I like see. to read from the Stewed
1: we'll be <laughs> Nice. Uh, no, I actually, <laughs> I found a book called uh, Stream Deconstructed. Which is it's pretty short, but it does offer some interesting ideas about the film series as a whole. I do like what the guy has to say about uh, *Scream* as a deconstruction. Huh? But we're here to make <laughs> jokes. Ooh. It's
2: hilarious to imagine if this. It is hilarious to imagine if this is Matthew Lillard underneath that mask. <laughs> <laughs>
1: telling you, man, I think this one's Billy. I could very easily be wrong.
0: Nah, I would say, because
1: they do mention I think Stu is somewhere all night, so.
0: So, or would we take could,
2: a man okay. to do something like that. It this arguably, is no shaggy murder.
1: Just both of them running around in costume. <laughs> Set up a house. Oh, they're going to need more slide whistles. Just jerking each other off. Did you yeah, know that's that? where the R rating came from <laughs> I mean it was fine until
2: that I think that wherever Matthew Lillard goes an R rating just appears <laughs> so it's fascinated me that that guy's resume has been playing psychotic serial killers and Shaggy
1: and without a paddle
2: <laughs> that was his music of the heart
1: <laughs> so this is one thing I actually really appreciate for Scream Normally in a horror film, you get the opening scene where, you know, someone stumbles upon some sort of killer or monster, dies, and then cuts to black, jumps to our new set of characters. Or you'll get it where, you know, two people find find a severed head sitting in the woods, so they find the aftermath. Whereas with Scream, we pretty much get the best of both worlds here, because we get to see the murder full on. We get to see Ghostface do his thing. Like, this could easily be a scene from later on in the film. And we get that little bit of extra where her parents are figuring out that she's gone, she's in trouble, they're trying to figure out what happened to her daughter. So you get the aftermath and the attack.
2: Yeah, it really established a precedent for the four movies that followed.
1: But I would say this one takes a little bit further and takes the time to actually show, you know, the consequences here. More so than just, oh, we're in the woods, we're scared. Moving on to our main
2: cast. Yeah, always, so also seemed to establish the precedent of having the biggest kill in the first scene. So, yeah, right here, this Zoom.
1: Apparently, they had to speed it up and cut a couple frames out of the ending there just because the NPA was very upset about it. Well, arguably, the fast Zoom actually works better. Eh. I don't know, I like it. I don't know, some of those flourishes to me just feel odd. Especially in this movie because we don't get many like them, so it doesn't feel like part of a stylistic whole.
2: Oh, teenage Nev Campbell. The best Nev Campbell. I say teenage Like everybody in this movie is in their late 30s
0: skeet <laughs>
1: skeet oh Billy you're so creepy
2: <laughs> with that impeccable hair
1: so again I'm going to go with Billy being the killer because of course right after he does that he's got a hard on him. he has to go find an outlet he's got to go get some Nev Campbell boobage <laughs> I think it plays into the whole sexuality of the movie. Like, he kills a girl, and that's what gets him off. I mean, if you were dating a cold fish Nev Campbell, wouldn't you have to kill to get your rocks off?
0: <laughs> Urge to that,
2: kill rising. I haven't seen this in a few years, but I think that is pretty much the extent of his given uh, motivation. Nev Campbell wouldn't fucking.
0: No,
1: there's more to it. Um, her mom essentially uh, broke apart his family. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. The movie came out in 1996.
2: Oh my god, the Indigo Girls.
1: <laughs> and I actually had the sound off on this, but if you did have the sound on, you would hear Don't Fear the Reaper playing in the background. <laughs> god damn it, like so. It's an interesting little segue, because of course, you know, the killer walks in the room and he's
2: one of the reefers.
3: We don't even have to consult IMDB <laughs>
2: Damn it, Fluxo, stop giving commentary to this movie.
1: <laughs> I do have some theory about uh, uh, gender equality rights here we can go into, but uh, I figured we should save that for some other time. Not tonight. Not now. But come on, it's fascinating. It's the main thrust of the movie. I mean, this, that is our usual topic of choice off, off recorder. So.
2: <laughs> I'm going to consult Tumblr.
1: Speaking of Tumblr, I'm very disappointed I didn't <laughs> find any ships of Scream. Some people aren't trying very hard. That was bullshit.
2: Yeah, we actually did look the other night for for Scream slash fiction. Specifically, where somebody ships Ghostface.
1: Uh, there's got to be like a gold mine out there, and we just aren't looking up the right things. We need like a, a Tumblr expert to be like, no, no, no.
2: Here's where the gold veins are. I mean, the- How has nobody ever shipped Ghostface and Freddy Krueger? I mean, Ghostface is t- calling him on the phone.
0: The tongue's your <laughs> favorite scary movie. Me, uh,
1: and then his tongue juts out the phone, and they start making out. It's gross. I'm your victim now. Oh, God. It's a match made in hell. Oh, that. How is that not written itself? That feels like it could be a crossover comic.
3: Guys, guys, I think we're missing
2: an opportunity here. If we don't,
3: if we don't capitalize on this, we're going to lose it.
2: Dear Mister Craven. Really- Now that they're publishing uh, slash fiction on Amazon, we're missing on a million-dollar opportunity. That's right.
1: (laughs) Can you just imagine writing Wes Craven in, like, a note asking for permission? Like, I have an idea, and I would like your collaboration on it. Now, on one hand, (laughs) you have a man in high school who's just exploring sexuality with a knife. And on the other hand, you have a 45-year-old dead pedophile who's trying to re-challenge dreams. Alleged
2: pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Big distinction here.
3: Unless you go with remake.
2: Nobody goes with the remake. Nobody. No. Just Can imagine you, imagine you typing that you out. Would be Dear like? Wes, cursed Craven. Allow me to present my case. Picture a man. No, you can't do it like
1: that. For someone like Wes Craven, you've got to remake Jurassic Park. Like, you have to bring him <laughs> to a tropical island filled with ghost faces in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he sees them, wants- and he just takes off his sunglasses, and he's just amazed. He has to fall on the ground.
2: He looks at you shocked. You have a Lillard. <laughs> we have a Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> da, na, na,
1: na, na. Just, a just imagine weird. the egg scene. Like, Robert Eglin is trying to break free of an egg. <laughs> That's disturbing, man.
2: It's Horacic Park. Look, it's Doctor Loomis. I shot him six <laughs> fucking times. You don't know what death is. He's
1: distracted suddenly. Did by Sam Neill ever McGowan? work with Wes Craven? Because I seem that just seems like it worked too well.
2: Mike, oh, no, '90s eyes Rose here. McGowan. Oh just, just just We could have seen you as Barbarella in a hypothetical Robert Rodriguez movie. And Red Sonia. And Red Sonya. This so, is before apparently... those charmed motherfuckers got to her.
3: <laughs> she's she's the perfect woman. So ninety galley.
2: If, if, or if, or if
1: you, you watch through the credits all the way, at the end there's like a special you know, thank you note where they're like, and no thank you to the blah 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 county school because they were kicked off of the uh, campus.
2: I found out that they were uh, dragging the good name of Henry Winkler through the mud. (laughs) They wouldn't stand for it. This
1: is like the first episode of Twin Peaks.
3: I'm just confused when I watch it for the first time. Where's the dancing midget?
2: I love you, Harry Truman. Henry Winkler would have showed up in the third season of Twin Peaks. Exactly. Look it's Andy. Hey. I don't think that this is just a really elaborate Twin Peaks fan film.
3: Blood, Courtney Cox. Blood.
1: <laughs> so the first time you guys saw a stream, who did you think was a killer?
3: I was no way too. I was Here's way too young twist. to have a prospect of that.
2: Yeah, this is one of those movies that you don't really remember watching for the first time. It's just there, like Star Wars or Back to the Future.
3: <laughs> I remember watching it. It's just I. I don't. I didn't have that much of a reaction to it. I well, for one thing, Ghostface terrified me for some reason.
1: It's a visceral mask. Anyone could be Ghostface.
3: I think Ghostface just terrified me because again he was just the first slasher villain I ever saw. Then I saw Michael Myers, and that was like for the next few years until I was about twelve. That was—I'm sorry—I just got captivated by Rose McGowan
2: again. <laughs> just be—just being Mary Jane Watson.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, and Matthew Lillard would have made an, an amazing Harry Osborn.
2: It fits. Or an Eddie Brock. Pretty much anyone
1: Spider-Man related. The Jackal. <laughs> oh, <May>. No, <laughs>
2: Jamie Ooh. Kennedy would be Jackal. Come on. That is true.
0: <laughs> oh, Randy.
3: Wes Craven's Spider-Man would be an awesome film, is what we're saying.
2: <laughs> I'm lost. With Skeet you know, Ridge as Peter Parker. I can see that. So many nineties actors pretending to be teenagers.
1: <laughs> just imagine if they cross over with Ferris Bueller. Everyone would be about the same age, but
2: Nev Campbell just turns to the camera and starts talking about getting Rose McGowan out of the house. Hmm. The whole movie is about her trying to get away from Henry Winkler.
0: I,
1: I'm sorry, that was one of I'm my gonna... favorite lines in the movie. Liver, liver, liver!
2: That's gonna be on your epitaph.
3: <laughs> I seriously want to live in this era again.
1: Just think, like, this was one of the first horror movies where they had, like, cell phones feature prominently in the plot, and now every time there's a cell phone in a horror movie, the director immediately has to find some contrived way to destroy it. Like, oh, there's no signal out here! Or, oh, magic stopped the phone from working! Oh, my battery instantly died! Hey, magic is never contrived. It's fucking why magic. it's fucking magic. was kind of beautiful, in a way. That house is way too nice.
2: That's a gigantic house. What are they the probably got, like, uh, some
1: life insurance cash. I mean, her mom is dead. Wow. Well, but bring the to commentary bring up, bring down. Up, yeah. Jesus Christ.
3: Saying that, she
1: always has a giant house in every movie. Well, she sure, does have I most
2: think, of her loved ones die around her, so she probably gets most of that. I'm gain.
3: thinking Walter Kim.
2: Well, that was another '90s thing: people just living in these mansions with with huge acres of land, but yeah. back in, in the Bill, Bill Clinton class. days, when there was a surplus, Ooh, politics?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: does that count? <laughs> there's probably little like, there, political like, about Bill Clinton. Clinton. I never forgave him for playing the saxophone on the Tonight Show. What a <laughs> bullshit living room! Nice that living have. room's bigger than my house. All <laughs> the space.
1: My like cow goes to static between switching channels.
3: <laughs> I remember when that happened?
1: Oh, just look at how low-death that TV is. It's mm-hmm. disgusting.
2: Yeah, see Courtney Cox's low-death face? I I just want to oh, punch oh. her.
0: Oh,
1: God. I'm having flashbacks here. I don't like it. Let's build a time machine so we can go back and kick the 90s' ass. Wouldn't we just want to get further away from the 90s if we had a time machine? we just skip them completely. No, Mike and MB would just relive the 90s in a loop. They would just get all the poly Pocket they could get and just hold on to it.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not not judging. I would travel back in time just so I can play with and watch Mighty Max again.
3: (laughs) Micro Machines, okay? Micro Machines. That is where it was at.
2: Pong, motherfucker. I I am the Cat Bearer. (laughs) It's literally all I remember about the fucking Mighty Max cartoon was he had a magic baseball cap that made him the cat bearer. They traveled through space and time like Doctor Who. High five, Hero. Nice. Oh, God. Second phone call of the movie. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. She's fall-
1: She slept way too long. She's going to have a hard time going to sleep. <laughs> also, how boring is that? Her dad leaves town and the first thing she does is fall asleep.
2: I mean, I know you're saving yourself, but you can at least invite your boyfriend over. I mean... watch uh, some movie or something. I'm sure that Friends show is popular by now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most people like when their
1: parents leave the house, just like run around in their socks and slide on the giant wooden floors.
2: Look,
3: they, they couldn't actually watch Friends on this movie because that would disrupt the space kind of continuum because two Courtney Coxes would be present. No, oh, that makes right.
1: perfect sense for Scream. No,
3: they'd
2: watch Mad
1: About You.
3: It's no, just they would much watch Night the Friends,
1: other but TV. Like no, all we'll the characters were we'll played by mad someone you. just slightly less funny.
3: How dare so you bring that all- mad about you?
2: <laughs> too far. They'd watch the version of Friends where it's all Ross's. Just a house full of shwimmers. I don't That's like That's another disturbing. Jurassic Park island. <laughs> <laughs> See
1: you. So on Scream, they had the Stab series, which is basically Scream, but shittier. But what if they took something shitty and watched it? Wouldn't it make it better? Like, instead of getting John Belushi, they get Jim Belushi back? So somehow the universe, like, karmically corrects itself? Like there's a balance of some sort? It's
0: like like the uh, the the
1: Star Trek reboot universe, essentially. (laughs) Like, Godfather 3 is really good, and 2 is kind of a disappointment? It's like the the
2: last action. No, they made continuity with uh, Scream 2, I'm sorry. Or Sylvester Stallone is the star of the Terminator.
1: (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger loses the election, continues making fantastic action films. (laughs) We're up to Terminator 18 now, with no end in sight.
2: Stallone and Schwarzenegger are in a movie together, and people care.
1: (laughs) Oh, What a sad world we live in. Why can't we have Scream vs...
2: I was so disappointed to see a trailer for a movie where Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger have to escape from a futuristic cyber prison, and I didn't give a shit about it.
1: To be fair, the whole team-up thing was completely ruined by that cameo in The Expendables. A good cameo, but it ruined the magic.
2: What I love about the cameo in that movie is, if you don't know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, that makes no sense from a storytelling standpoint. (laughs) Just some guy walks in, they act like he's important, then he walks out, and it's never referenced again.
1: Kids in like 30 years are going to be so confused by that cameo.
2: And could you imagine if you were watching an old movie and Humphrey Bogart just walked into a church, bathed in light, like, ah, this is all bullshit, and then walked out. (laughs) <laughs> That'll be the and greatest like, moment the of my life.
1: Now I hope she washes her hand. Oh, 90s Neville Campbell, you're so cute.
0: I think she was actually Kevin one of my Neville first Neville.
2: crushes. I didn't hey. want to wait for my life to be over. <laughs> Let's watch the that's craft. The s- I know that's not the same show, but still, they're all the same. I would totally watch The Craft right now, too. It's oh, he's in the closet.
1: Oh, you should just run out the door like you said earlier. Ah, the irony. So, Flexa, what's your opinion on this scene?
0: Do you think uh, they were just
1: No, were, do you think they were just not trying that hard to kill her? or Oh, no, he's not trying right. to kill her at all. Basically, I mean, he pauses here. I mean, plenty of time to get away. It would have been fucked up if she didn't do anything, though, and he just stood there with the knife over his head for, like, five minutes. (laughs) Well, it depends on who's in the mask. If this is Stu, I think he would have done it. If it's it's Billy, Billy wouldn't do it. Billy uh, is playing by the rules here, and he's too into it to do it otherwise. I mean, you actually get a hint of uh, frustration later on. When they're watching Halloween at Andy's party, or I'm sorry, Stu's party, Uh, Stu makes the comment, Come on, just show your tits already. And of course, Jamie Lee Curtis does not show her tits because that's not part of Halloween. But that goes along with his frustration because the killer's not going to come out until, you know, there's nudity. Killer doesn't strike until there's nudity. And this reflects his own situation where they can't kill Sid until, uh, she gives up her virginity. So more or less, Stu is just impatiently waiting for tits so he can get back to work killing. See, this is why I wanted to do Scream commentary with Flexa. Yeah. It all makes sense. Oh, wait, considering the speed of how Billy got to that window, you got to imagine it's probably Stu in the costume. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Stu. But you got to respect the dude's restraint. Well, I think... Though it's Stu, so he's also kind of incompetent. But. Yeah, Stu could have been playing around. Although the funny thing is, in the first scene, when uh, Casey dies, the killer is super clumsy. So you, you'd almost think it would be more likely to be Stu. But the evidence would point out that it's uh, Billy. Because yeah. Stu also talks about how it has to be a man who killed her. Yeah. Then again, I th- there's the possibility, because they do the phone check out and it's clear. Uh, it's possible they're both there in costume. Yeah. And Stu was probably the one hiding... Oh, no. Stu probably was not the one inside the house. He was probably the one who made the phone call. Uh, Billy was probably hiding in the closet. And then... They take off. Uh, Billy climbs up the window. They find Stu's mask. You know, if it's
2: you ask me, I think Dewey's the killer.
1: <laughs> you know, they wanted Dewey to seem like he could have been the killer, but it just it's
2: never it's worked. Dewey, so you never believed it. Yeah. I want to see a spinoff that's just Sheriff Dewey in this town, righting wrongs.
1: See, I want that to be the MTV show. Like, it's just Dewey, and every week there's, like, a different comically inept killer.
2: It's just what he does now. He's a <laughs> slasher hunter.
1: This is why Dewey never cared that slasher it's a slasher hunter. Hero, I think you just uh. made, like, the greatest uh, CW show, Slasher yes. Hunter. <laughs> and you get a bunch of really cute teens, and, you know, one kind of studly 20-something guy is the sheriff. The Slasher Diaries. Slasher. I would even watch that. Come on. That is a nineties outfit. <laughs> you know, for a movie that came out in '96, I actually think it's held up really well, considering how much it employs really dated technology.
2: It's a and movie fashion. that's ninety. It's a movie that's nineties in a pleasant way.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not like it has a really nineties score that takes you out of it or something weird. Thanks, Marco
2: Beltrami. It's not like Breaking. <laughs> Nothing is like Breaking. <laughs> Okay, Courtney Cox is a little like breaking. Oh yeah,
1: she's Ozone. Did <laughs> you just see Courtney Cox just fucking break
2: dancing on a rooftop?
0: <laughs>
2: David Arquette's beatboxing.
1: It would be fascinating if Dewey turned out to be the killer, and but he still acted like Dewey. <laughs> that would explain the clumsiness. Flood, See, it wouldn't work because the killer at the end of every scream just gets brutally murdered and Dewey is like indestructible. Like, you could you could drop the house on him and he'd somehow
2: find a way out of it. He, he Dewey's re- like the Joker, he's a force of nature.
1: He recovered from nerve damage between movies. Hey, he still had it in two. No, he had it in two, but in three he didn't. Yeah, three he was pretty much all better. Four he's completely fine. Yeah.
2: He cocks his way out of that. He could have had surgery. He could have had surgery. Uh, yeah, I guess. Magic just got
1: less gimpy as the show went on.
2: Next we have to do commentary for The Tripper.
0: Oh. From the twisted
2: mind of David Arquette.
1: I still haven't seen that one actually. I like The Tripper. It's been a while since I've seen it.
2: I like any movie that's advertised as from the twisted mind of David Arquette <laughs> like whoa watch out for this motherfucker he dates the <laughs> chick from Friends you don't want to deal with him he's loony this dude made C-Spot Run he's crazy
1: that was a fucking weird ass movie the tripper not C-Spot Run
2: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was pretty weird, a weird
3: movie too.
2: this is a genius premise
1: We should get a news van. And <laughs> still <It's the laughs> around reporting the news. <laughs> 90s news. To no one, but
2: whatever. <laughs> We'd act like it's urgent. That's what I miss about the 90s media circuses. They're not the same. Just <laughs> fucking cords everywhere.
1: I was going to say, we still have media circuses, just a ton of them, but uh. <laughs> it's not the same with social media. <laughs> yeah, true. Now they're getting their opinions from Twitter.
2: Those last so we have media frenzies now. We don't have media circuses. Media circuses were a spe- very specific 80s and 90s thing.
1: Where a town would just be invaded.
2: Those were the natural born killers days.
1: I'd like to imagine Dewey was really happy to say five and dime. <laughs> Get the cuff. He's been waiting for it so long. Like he learned that term. And he's just been holding on to it. It's written on his hand so he remembers it. Shh. <laughs> Oh, God, they're pulling Loomis's account. <laughs> so you phoned her that's, six times! Six times!
2: <laughs> Just the trying one
1: to, thing
0: that's, to
2: that joke.
1: Always impressed me about Scream is the way that, thinking about it, it's pretty horrible. Like, uh, Sid has sex with a guy who wants to kill her and everyone she loves. But I wouldn't say the movie goes into, like, being cruel. Like, it's still... It's still funny in parts like it's kind of a black comedy it's still so entertaining when you leave the movie you don't feel like depressed which is a big break from a lot of modern horror films so somehow it stays fun while it can be being
2: completely devastating i didn't get that this movie was a comedy for years and years and years <laughs>
1: well that's a great thing too because you can watch scream in so many different ways like i kind of watch it as a comedy and a deconstruction now but I watched it a couple of years ago with a big group of friends, like 20 people packed into a dorm room. And there were a couple girls in the front of the room who were just terrified, like they were jumping at all the right spots and just screaming. They did not find it funny. They found it horrifying. <laughs>
2: I think that's, that's what the appeal of this movie was and why it was such a mega hit is because everybody got something completely different out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you can look at it as a thriller, a mystery, a horror film, a parody, a comedy, a black comedy – whatever you wanted there were a lot of ways to look into the film and you don't even have to be a genius to see all the different ways which is great it's not something that's you know touting itself as intellectual but it could be if you wanted it to be
2: and there was Nev Camel and Rose McGowan in jammies very true another weird 90s thing girls just sleeping together in pajamas
1: they got different beds it's totally legit I like how she has a separate bed just for sleepovers <laughs> They don't make good who done anymore. <laughs> Which is kinda of sad. Like even Scream Two, I feel like they really gave up on the whodunit aspect. Like there's still the mystery of it, but the mystery has a kind of lame The twist is kind of bizarre, but I think that's like, I guess that's the point. But it's one of those you wouldn't really guess. Whereas Scream One, we spend the entire movie with the two killers and get to know them as characters. Scream two it's kinda of like, and it's these characters who one we forgot was in the movie and the other one was barely there. I don't even want to talk about Scream 3. Scream 4, I think, did a good job bringing it back to that idea of, you know, yeah. killers we're familiar with, even if it is a bit of a cop-out, just their physical size, but whatever. Well, yeah. When was it, Culkin? <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. Never trust the McCulkins. So I was talking to a friend the other day, and he's like, I want to invest in a gun to protect my house. And I'm like, you should invest in a McCulley Culkin and just get him as your home defense network. It'd probably be cheaper. Just have him roam the halls with a baseball bat. Yeah, and a bunch of, like, paint cans.
2: It's like a scarecrow. He's terrifying.
1: <laughs> like, Joe Pesci tries to break into your house. All of a sudden, he's got a tarantula on him, and there's, you know, little Bunsen burners going, Oh, my God. I saw oh, a little boy showing bunny.
2: up. <laughs> he's in that truck. Who do you think this killer is, Abe? <laughs>
1: Hellboy versus Ghostface. I'd read that comic. Hey, Lee Schreiber. <laughs> they actually got Lee Schreiber. I think he got credited for this, like on the yeah. poster, <laughs> <think he> <laughs> for like his three seconds.
2: They just wanted a face that they knew people would mistrust.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when they were making this. How much they knew Lee Driver was going to play a part in the next one. You know why else cast him unless they had an idea they wanted him for a second one. I, remember, I don't know if it was in the commentary or like a documentary or something. They did talk about like if there was ever more they knew Con Weary was going to be like an actual character, so they should actually get somebody. Yeah, it makes sense. Apparently, at the end of the script for Scream One, they included like a mini outline for Scream Two, like the yeah. first couple pages just setting it up. So maybe they had an idea already, and, you know, they just kind of wrapped it all together. Oh, <laughs> Kevin Williamson. Oh, Williamson's yeah. new 2 and 3 already. Which is sad, this were, because 3 didn't if this were all made come d- d- yeah.
2: If this were made today, then that would just be an after-credits scene.
1: <laughs> he breaks out of jail, lightning strikes, he's super strong for some reason. <laughs> it's never referenced again in the next movie. <laughs> for some reason, Stream 2 is all about Thanos. No one understands it. <laughs> just imagine if they did an Avengers for horror films. Like at the very end, Jason Voorhees breaks out of the ground.
2: Those like will ever get us Cabin in the Woods.
1: It's very true. I'm so baffled when I meet people who don't like Cabin in the Woods. Like I know people <laughs> have different opinions and everything's objective, but they're wrong. And I just I want them to see that. Please send
2: your hate have- mail too. So how much older do you think Courtney Cox is than Nev Campbell at this point? About 108. I don't know. Like it, it can't be a wide margin. No. Everyone in I've always no- <laughs> Something I've always noticed about this movie, everybody just looks vaguely the same age.
1: Yeah, that's true. of Most movies, though, they do a very good job smoothing it out. Okay, okay. Everyone have their guess. How much of an age difference do you think is between these two characters?
2: I would MB. not say m- more than five years. I'm gonna okay. say six. Five, six. M. B.
1: Uh, 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 twenty-three. Uh, ooh. Oh, oh, ooh. jeez. Uh, one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Neve Campbell was uh, born October 3rd,
0: 1973.
1: (laughs) And Courtney Cox was born uh, June 15th, 1964, making her 49 and Campbell 39, a difference of 10 years. Wow, really? Wow. Uh Yeah.
3: Then again, like, Courtney Cox has always looked really good for her age, no matter, like, it's, it's, she looks way younger than she
2: actually is. Yeah, Courtney Cox looks like she's 26 here. Yeah, I did not know And so does Neve Campbell.
1: <laughs> well, that's pretty much true for one of them. You know what's weird to think about somewhere in this world is Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> Just doing stuff.
2: <laughs> Just out there. <laughs> surround cereal. Eating,
1: trying to finish high school so he can get to college.
2: <laughs> Boy, what fun he's going to
1: have. And Timothy Oliphant.
2: I forgot he was in this franchise.
1: Ali, fantastic himself.
2: Somewhere, Emma Roberts is waiting to be born, <laughs> so she can kill. Born to kill. Scream four.
3: Hey, it spoilers! Spoilers! I haven't.
1: You haven't seen Scream four? No. Huh. We should watch Scream four sometime. I actually enjoy it quite sure. a bit. I like Scream four. I don't. And I like how he tells the spoilers now after we've already spoiled it like three minutes ago.
2: Young Amanda Palmer?
1: <laughs> oh, Billy. I was going to say one more. Somewhere out there, Parker Posey's acting in movies. <laughs> As not Parker Posey.
2: And Lance Hendrickson is directing her. Hmm. And having his outrageous Hollywood parties.
1: Okay, so who is the Stab version of Wes Craven? Is it Stephen Summers?
0: Robert Rodriguez. Uh,
1: Paul W.S. Anderson?
2: Eli Roth. There's always <laughs> a weird
1: thing. Robert Rodriguez makes the Stab movies. Which he would. It is true. It's always just a weird pull. Oh, oh, one year tomorrow. Oh, of course, Billy doesn't know that at all.
2: How can you not trust those eyes? Oh wait, this scene <laughs> is
1: forever ruined for me because of the scene in Scream too. Oh, oh, the stab version. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: it's just always ruined it for me. <laughs> Stupid. Man, that bitch really wrinkles my featureless white shirt. <laughs> God damn it, Skeet. Principal Fonzie a putting up with this. It's
1: odd that they went to the principal's office and didn't take off the masks. They've been there for like ten minutes.
2: If he doesn't see our faces, we can't get in trouble. Look at him trying to be junior Skeets.
1: Not Mr. himbry mm-hmm.
2: I do love the inclusion of Henry Winkler.
1: As, As the red the scenery. Well, I mean, the As whole the movie's built on,
0: leader.
1: you know, kind of uh, taking expected results and twisting them, you know, looking at the rules of horror movies not obeying them, taking Fond, of the coolest guy in town, and making him the uptight, dorky principal. It makes perfect sense. although I gotta say like this scene if it could just get chopped out of the movie would make the whole thing a little better it's kind of an odd scene just like the girls talking at the sink like uh do people ever like in any time period refer to their boyfriends as bubble butts I'm pretty sure that's not a 90s thing. I'm pretty sure that's just a fantasy Hollywood thing. It's
2: Wes Craven's personal fantasy. I've (laughs) heard it, unfortunately. Let's see an entire movie about those two characters. Their (laughs) adventures. It's kind of like the Dead Boy Detectives from uh, Sandman. (laughs) They just go around accusing people and taking shits.
1: That's it. Every one of their comics is just them in the bathroom having deep discussions about the events that are happening and providing their own, you know, psychoanical... Psychoanical. I'm just going to make up words. Analytical. Analytical. Psychoanalysis uh, an is chain. the thing. I just don't believe in it much. <laughs> You're a Scientologist. <laughs> I don't believe much in that either. Just realized she so was good, a, hero. She was in the handicap stall. Yeah, well, they don't have any handies in their school. Wow. They don't the allow perfect. them to. in high school. Uh, well, Handy sounds much better than Cripples, right?
0: No. I don't know. I think it's <laughs> worse. Awesome. Oh,
2: well, I apologize. And keep in mind, there are no black kids in the school, so it makes sense there's no handicapped kids. Yeah, there but they put, still. like, four in the next movie
1: and then kill two of them off immediately.
2: I like to think there actually were plenty of black students in this school, but Stu just killed them all off. Before the even started, nope, <laughs> we gotta follow the rules.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's even any black extras. Like, I think they mentioned in Stream Be Constructed, like, they're just
2: all white people. And it's really weird going back and seeing just how white 90s movies are.
1: <laughs> Except for, oh, the, uh, high school take of Othello with basketball players <laughs> oh I
2: love O oh, why I just like that it exists
0: <laughs> oh, black person
1: oh 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 you're oh hey this book needs to be
2: rewritten We completely <laughs> ignored the one reporter well she came from out of town <laughs> it's scream verse soledad O'Brien I love that these characters become a power couple.
1: <laughs> Dewey's just so smooth. His boyish charms. Maybe we're just watching the movie now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the best dialogue scenes. It's just great to see Courtney Cox good in something. <laughs> uh, well, what
3: are you talking about? Cougar Town is excellent.
2: Damn it, I was going to reference Cougar Town. <laughs> so was I. But I, I don't even mean that. It, show. I, I don't even mean that as anything negative to Courtney Cox. It's just she has not had a I, chance to shine.
3: Yeah, we, I think we all pretty much. Whenever we think of Courtney Cox, we think of terrible project after terrible project.
1: I honestly can't think of anything she was in besides Cougar Town. And obviously, friends, but. Yeah, nothing.
2: She was in the longest yard for five minutes.
1: Jennifer Aniston? Sure they fucked.
3: Jennifer Aniston, there's someone I wish didn't have a career.
0: She's
2: America's sweetheart, Mike.
1: Just talk about the cast of Friends now.
2: What's David Schwimmer doing?
1: He's living. I think
2: wondering if they'll call him back for Band of Brothers 2 Band of Sisters (laughs) He trains an all-girl platoon to invade Normandy
1: Whoa (laughs) They perform a giant can-can Just to trick the Nazis into coming in And then they shoot them It's never expected This is easy company
2: Not slutty
1: company Except for
2: this machine I am acting in a movie Or a miniseries he doesn't know the difference. It's Schwimmer. He's using Schwimmer logic. <laughs> I miss I the '90s when you would so just take girls just up and out. take them to bed.
1: That's Stu style. <laughs> just imagine if they didn't have Matthew Lillard in the spot. Like it would mean nothing. This is the most shallow role in the movie, but he does so much for it to work.
2: This is the '90s, so it would be teenage Ryan Gosling. <laughs>
1: It's weird to hear him talk about this because he thinks he's being ridiculous throughout this entire performance. Well, I mean... Well, he is. He is, but that's what's great about it. (laughs) That should be my victory dance. And this scene's only in here uh, because Bob
2: Weinstein said there need to be more murders. (laughs) I love how Bob Weinstein just demands things like an emperor and they happen. Yeah, pretty much. Then doesn't advertise
1: things. Yeah. I, I don't know what's up with that. The guy obviously cares about horror films. I mean, you got to start in horror films. And then he gets them and just kind of holds on to them like he doesn't want anyone else to enjoy them. I'm looking at you, Midnight Meat Train. <sighs> Let's watch Midnight Meat Train. It's actually not a bad movie. I like Midnight Meat Train a lot. Yeah. I love horror. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> horror rocket raccoon. Basically, anytime they can adapt something from Clive Barker, it's probably going to be at least. Hey cameo. Ooh, cameo. And What's once again, stash? we have the world of horror trying to impregnate the world of reality. I thought this is turning into a box office pulp commentary.
0: <laughs> you haven't heard
1: anything yet, boy. Box office pulp, subscribe to it on iTunes. BoxOfficePulp.dunworld.com. BoxOffice It's also on
0: Stitcher.
2: The suits jump out and kill him.
0: Oh, it's uh, the mannequins.
2: He's killed by the Fonzie jacket.
0: What bitter irony? <laughs> 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 the
1: past it's come back to kill.
2: He goes to hell and must jump a shark over and over again for all eternity.
1: Alright. So in this scene. We know Stu is currently going to his house to set up the party, so this has to be Billy. Yeah. I mean, this one's pretty clear-cut. <laughs> oh, pun intended. So, at least we have one we can pretty much pin down. And we can also study his style. He likes to stamp a lot.
2: Henry Winkler, no. You're such a nice guy, Offset. We know he Apparently, yet. that shot was also suggested by
1: uh, Bob Weinstein. To be fair, it's a cool shot. Yeah, he's like, get in there real close. West Graham's like that's a good idea, and he did it.
2: George Lucas, George Lucas suggested. George uh, Lucas suggested he cut his head off, but, so I could relieve him of the curse of Fonzie. <laughs> stop Mary Janeing McGowan.
3: Don't ever tell her to stop Mary Jane.
2: Yeah, what's wrong with you?
3: I'm with you, hero. Poor Richard Gear.
2: Seriously, so in the theater, like... I think was in the theaters. like, oh, come on, that was just dying down.
1: I mean, seriously, you gotta think, like, 30 years from now, someone's gonna be watching you screen going, Richard Gere, gerbil story. Look that shit up, and then it's just yeah. gonna come back to the surface. Someone else is gonna know that. <laughs> I'm never gonna die now because of Scream. Thanks, Ooh. Wes Craven. <laughs> she just said Wes Carpenter. Oh. Self burn.
2: <gasps> Stu was just practicing. Oh, <laughs> uh, video stores.
1: It would have been better if they had Bride of Frankenstein playing on the TV, just for the fact that that was like one of the first meta horror comedies. I mean, Frankenstein works fine too, but it's just not the same.
0: God, I miss video
2: stores like this.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, actually,
2: I'm so depressed that I ever got to live my dream of working in a video store.
1: <laughs> Would you make it into clerks, like you just
2: suggest pornos to people? That'd be some of the job. <laughs>
1: Seems incredibly disturbing and, and you look back on it. <laughs> <laughs> what is a weird thing where Randy seems to know what's up, but he still goes to the killer's party? Uh, I mean, he doesn't suspect Stu so much, he just suspects Billy. I
2: you know, like that Randy becomes the Obi-Wan of the franchise.
1: <laughs> I really... Uh, spoilers, MB... Does not make a ghostly appearance in Scream 4.
3: I need to just start, like, plugging my ears. stuff (laughs) I
1: said spoilers. Because no one likes Jamie Kennedy. (laughs) I like his character. You got me there. I mean, Randy is, like, one of my favorites from this film. Then again, I actually really enjoy all the characters. It'd be very hard for me to pick a favorite.
2: You're a big Cotton fan. Hey, even Cotton has his moments. That way he looks at the camera. <laughs>
1: hey, when his uh, girlfriend is in trouble in Scream 3, he really fights for her. He does. Although he was talking about cheating on her like five seconds before he finds out she's in trouble. But still, I mean, he values human life. And he's Sabretooth, so.
2: <laughs> Their are brothers, Fluxo. So.
1: Whoa. Back to back. You say that as <laughs> two. <laughs> Stu's so into it. Look at that smile.
2: Mmm, yeah. yeah Playing with his ear. a little Scooby snack. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: also like that. Photos are incidental, and of course, we've got a big motive at the end of the film that makes
2: more sense than like half the horror films out there.
1: Oh, the irony.
2: There's the first time anyone used the term millennium. <laughs> Well, oh, considering nope. the film oh, came back. out in 96, so. Hellboy's oh, in there getting up by deed. A lot of panties. He's about to crack this case wide open.
1: just has a picnic in the middle of town. Especially when there's a murderer about.
2: Well, he's not a daylight murderer. <laughs> no. Everyone knows that. Closed for murder.
1: <laughs> we should make signs for that, like official ones, neon ones. Open, closed, closed for murder. I
2: like that the idea of uh, David Arquette strutting around while a Nick Cave song plays, <laughs>
0: escorting
2: his ladies. <laughs> I mean, where's the Deputy Dewey P.I. series we were promised?
3: It was going to be on Just, Fox. Then yesterday's announcement, cancel it.
2: A way to date the commentary.
3: <laughs> hey, I didn't
2: specify. Yeah, we're talking about the Punisher TV series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's aware. Just imagine David Arquette. Notes?
1: David Arquette as Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> I accept that. I would watch it. He was WCW champion. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? I just always like to bring up that fact. Ooh, Ghostface for some reason is in there. It'd
2: really great if they panned over and he was in the freezer like Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to eat ice cream, but it can't get
1: through the mask. What's your favorite Ben and Jerry's?
2: (laughs) Mine's Jerry Garcia.
1: (laughs) He's talking to the ice cream.
2: I'm going to gut you like a fish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the guy who played the police commissioner here, or whatever you want to call him, quit smoking like 10 years before this movie so they still force him to smoke a cigarette for the scene even though he didn't want to oh so now you're still dealing with your addiction dead. yeah melanoma no one saw it coming <laughs> no more David Arquette actually gave up ice cream five years before this movie started <laughs> so the it was really hard for both of the guys but they, you know, they play it through because they're professionals. skyrocketed. <laughs> I also like how he missed putting his sunglasses on the first take. <laughs> you see he kind of pokes himself in the eye. Oh god, we're about to go into the longest third act in history. <laughs> it's something like a 40 minute scene. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked how he had to stop to throw the bag out the window. God, what a jerk. Thanks, Todd. I don't like it when it blows in the wind. (laughs) All right, you go to this party unattended where the killer could be lurking. Once again, this is why Dewey doesn't care that his sister's dead. (laughs) Yeah, she's never mentioned again. (laughs) It's all about Sid. She's mentioned like once and... Yeah, they, they do talk about her a little bit in two, but it's you know. I think there was a deleted scene in four where they talked about her. <laughs> they recreate murder, yep. but that was it. Apparently Kevin Williamson was the one to make that bong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm right, not I surprised. To, I want you to add that to the list. If we ever get a time machine and travel back to the nineties, the top of the 90s list, go to night, go to a nineties party.
1: I mean, such it's been my dream for years arms. to have a party like this and get to wear like a giant smoking jacket, like Stu. Like, how classy? Come on.
0: <laughs> that is, that is
1: such a you thing, dude. I'm pretty sure most people would want one.
0: I mean, you I have looked to... them
1: up. They have some very classy smoking jackets on Amazon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but how <laughs> much they to
1: go to for? God, you don't want to know. They're a couple hundred bucks to get the good ones. Yeah, I, don't know.
2: I found a decent one for sixty that I'm still tempted to buy. My thing is, if I had a smoking jacket, I'd be tempted to smoke to complete the ensemble. You get a bubble pipe. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always good.
1: say. Or what if instead of that, you pretended you were eating chew, but you just had that uh, beef jerky that's all ground up? Ooh, that's, that's just as one. bad. Only for your soul. <laughs> Also, they're living in a time where people would watch Terror Train at a party. <laughs> like, I would have to fight to convince people to watch Terror Train, I think, nowadays. Hey, guys, let's watch Terror Train. But even, like, going, like, hey, guys, let's watch Hellraiser. Like, people are going to be, what? <laughs> that is a weird party movie. Yeah, and it got more yeah, votes.
2: I want to see the version of this movie where they all just sit down and watch Hellraiser. They're silent in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about the rules for surviving a Clive Barker story. <laughs> so That's one. Be don't everywhere. be in the Clive Barker story; you will die.
1: They're all so excited. Gales, there—like, are they planning a gang rape? She's a celebrity. Yeah, she may fuck us, or get us on TV, or both.
3: <laughs> it's, it's not about—it's
2: not about her. It's about Dewey. I know the cock's there. That really lame cop from towns here. Oh! I like how Dewey just hangs out like he's the Flash. Hey, everybody, local celebrity Dewey.
1: <laughs> and no one will ever notice that secret camera right on top of the, <laughs> the Giant camera. They could have at That's least put in, like, a teddy bear or something. Hey, it's cold. Ooh. ooh. 3D. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: the world's so the strongest garage door. I'm so depressed because Rose McGowan's about to leave the movie.
0: I know.
1: You think somewhere Robert Rodriguez is getting ready to leave his wife. But not for many, many years. But he's thinking about it while watching this in the theater.
0: Oil! Oil!
1: Nobody closed that door, that was completely coincidental.
2: <laughs> oh god those cold beers are only making things colder
1: why don't they put the eggs in the fridge in the, out in the damn garage it's the only one they have well if you want to make beer bread you need one egg and you need one beer so they just naturally put all the ingredients together you spend all the money on the house you can't afford a, two goddamn fridges
2: they're not making beer bread, Flexo. Pull your head out of your okay. ass. It would take too long, you're okay, right. Okay,
0: so
3: for this one is obviously not Stu.
1: Well it's Stu's house and he did walk off. Yeah. Um We yeah, haven't seen it, Billy it, here yet, so, know, so it's yeah, but it Billy showed up later. Yes. I don't know I always assumed this was Stu. See, the only thing against this is in the beginning of the movie. Billy kills Stu's ex girlfriend. So, wouldn't it make sense that Billy also kills his current girlfriend? Or is that saved for Stu? I think that would be saved for Stu. Because you don't yeah, want to say they like switch around just to help the motive thing, you know? You don't want to okay. kill your own prey.
3: They seem, they seem like pretty equal partners, as far as that goes. Yeah, well, I don't
1: know. Billy's definitely the brains, I think.
3: Well, as far as like, sharing kills and stuff like that. I would, I would say that Billy's more...
1: Yeah. I'm not exactly sure why Stu wants to kill his girlfriend anyways. He's just following along with Billy's plan.
2: Yeah. Actually, you're all wrong. This actually is Randy.
1: God <laughs> damn it, Randy! You betrayed us! You, the audience stand-in, has betrayed us! <laughs>
2: that would be it's a brilliant me. meta twist, though, wouldn't it? Scream
1: 5.
2: Get on that script now. Randy comes Ninja. back. He faked his death. He's a real master behind me. The whole, the whole thing wasn't for Roman. Matthew Lillard comes back in like a cyborg suit. Like, <laughs> okay,
3: okay. I have to admit, seeing him flail around like that, it is Stu.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is the one that probably gives me the most trouble, because, I mean, no one's seen Billy yet, so he's got the perfect time to sneak in. However, Stu did say, oh, I have to go get a camera, and he never comes back with a camera, as far as I can remember. No, he doesn't. So he just kinda of disappears, so it's possible. Yeah. Plus he knows the uh garage door is strong enough to break a woman's neck. Okay. <laughs> and it is his house, so he conceivably would know that.
3: He's tested. That's
1: where he just sidles out.
3: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, but
2: we see Stu right there, so either
0: yeah, a lot but of
1: time has passed.
2: He was almost defeated by the gymnastic expertise of Rose McGowan, it's Stu.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I almost want to say that one was Billy's he had all the time to be gone, and Stu was obviously entertaining people at points, even though he did kind of walk off here and there.
3: Well, I do like to imagine that Stu, when he walked away from the party, opened up a secret compartment, and there was the scream suit. <laughs> <laughs> it just hit
1: her spill of, all of all glass things. started to play. <laughs> Can it just be Stu? I want Stu to be the one.
2: You want to always be Stu.
1: Thinking about it, how many people do we think Stu actually kills? Because in the first one, we kind of decided that that one would probably be Randy. Billy. And then the last Billy. one. Billy. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. God damn it. Now you got me saying Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it's good,
2: because it's the truth.
3: You know, going back to your earlier question, I actually do think. Now that I think about it, when I first watched this movie, that maybe I did think it was Randy.
1: Because they, they try so hard to put red herrings on like everyone, even if they don't make a lot of sense, but they are trying to point their finger at every single person. It's Kenny the cameraman. Or <laughs> <laughs> he just sucks his gut in. You can tell because uh, even Ghostface wears his hat backwards. Or is street. Whose bedroom is this? Uh, apparently, uh, Stu's parents. They just live in a you know a room with a really t- narrow bed. Oh, I mean they have a fucking mansion. You think they could spring for a queen? I guess this could be a guest room. You know, well, that's their fucking bed. <laughs> <laughs> See, they're actually being respectful and using the right bed for the situation. I love Nev Campbell's jawline. It's a
2: respectable jaw.
1: <laughs> That's actually on the poster. I love Skeet Ulrich's hair. Future Mike Napier.
3: I love that lamp. <laughs> I
1: love lamp.
2: You know that thing kids do. When they reach a certain age where they yeah. just want to watch one movie over and over and over and over again every day okay yeah
1: I thought we were going to talk about the floor being lava
2: but not the case <laughs> same stuff. But uh, I remember whenever uh, I was living with my nieces and nephew that this was their movie <laughs> <laughs> really because that's, that's the kind of parenting that was going on with my sister hey no
1: that's damn what, fine taste Oh,
2: yeah. they were seven. They were six and seven years old, and wanted to watch Scream every day. It was their hey, favorite movie.
1: I used hey. to watch Hellraiser. This is teaching girls about how our society looks at sex and how it's not fair. It's a perfect lesson for like eight-year-olds. And that no one, can, can, while they're young, and that no one can resist Skeet Rich. <laughs> Power of the Skeet. Baby. Well, no, I mean. It's not even Skeet Older. They could have anyone in that role. It's basically she feels obligated to have sex because you know it's just expected. They're in a relationship. She should get over herself and have sex, even though she doesn't no, really want. It. It. Well,
3: it's it's Skid
1: Well, that too. I mean, I'm sure it helps, but this I mean, movie's all about her girl her girl failure sex. to be
2: Meg Ryan. <laughs> She's secretly
3: imagining that's Dewey.
1: We all, all that chant, That plays every time
2: Dewey takes off his pants. <laughs> his underwear has little knives on it.
1: Come on, sex machine! <laughs>
2: Richard Roundtree just bursts through the door,
0: <laughs>
2: turning into a vampire slowly. I don't understand how people in movies have sex at parties with people, like, right in, in the lower it floor. Alcohol. It's all alcohol.
1: I understood that guy with him insulting the color of the blood. I always thought that he said, it's too red until I started watching this with the subtitles on. I'm like, oh, red. That makes a lot more
2: sense. Shh. The blood is rad, though.
1: <laughs> it's too red. It seemed like a very 90s thing, so I just went
2: with it. That kid in the background is Leslie Vernon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This movie definitely could be set in the Behind the Mask universe, no problem. i just assume it is. I think the only issue with that is, in Behind the Mask, you know, Jason Voorhees is a real dude,
2: and not a movie. He could still be a real dude in this.
1: Well, in this series, like they have all the movies that they're basing themselves off. They're trying to bring the horror movie into real life. Whereas in Leslie's world... They're in a horror movie, and he's just trying to assimilate himself into that. Flexo, we're just talking shits and giggles here, man. No, shits and giggles <laughs> are involved in Scream. It's all dead serious. Wait for it. Let's... Wait for it. Oh,
0: mm. uh...
3: uh... uh, he's going to kill somebody. <laughs> and and Flexo, you're forgetting the fact that they could have just made movies based off of the real-life killers. In those will <laughs> still be the reason. horror movies.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna. say Saturday this. the 14th. Randy survived. Went to Glen Echo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there were all the fan that they like whisked Randy off at the end of two, and he's alive somewhere, and that was gonna be the big reveal for like three. <laughs> People still held on to when four was coming up. They're like, Randy's gonna be back. It's gonna be a twist. It's
2: like, no, that's all right. Go ahead and believe that. It makes you happy. People are really excited for Randy to return.
0: Yeah.
1: So Randy has one more video out there.
2: <laughs> they could have watched
1: it on YouTube. It'd make perfect sense for Scream 4. It
2: would have been great if it turned into one of those movies where they had to find the lost Randy tapes.
1: <laughs> it's a found footage film. They're in the woods.
2: When in doubt, it's a found footage film. Just like Ghostface out in the woods, shaky cam. Ugh just imagining Sydney finding all the lost Randy tapes and just being educated in the ways of the survivor girl like she's Superman in the Fortress of Solitude
3: <laughs> I just imagine Sydney emerging from an ice fortress and then she's got like the tank top and she flies towards camera <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ, Billy! Seal the goddamn deal already! It's been like twenty minutes. <laughs> he likes his foreplay. Leave him alone.
3: Ooh. You take your time with '90s. Neff Campbell.
1: Juxtaposition.
2: I guess <laughs> somebody left because she was so offended. <laughs> well, it would be a little awkward. God damn it, Skeet Ulrich! Get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> this thing could really use a geyser of semen Ugh. I'm just music on TV <laughs> Jimmy Lee Curtis walking
0: but that's not cool
2: okay
1: so yeah that's another Billy kill And then I don't know who you count all the drunk kids, because I'm assuming they trash into something on the way there and die. I don't know who gets the points for them. But uh, Hey, clerks.
2: Uh, Stu cut their brakes. <laughs> Actually, it was the principal, since they were going to see his body.
1: Or uh, Stu put, like, a remote one. control thing in their car, and he goes into, like, a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> it's shaped like the Ghostface Mobile. <laughs> Go space mobile for the Saturday morning kids cartoon show version. Welcome to the Stu Driving
3: School,
0: (laughs) gentlemen. You're screaming the
2: whole time.
1: That's Stewie's deep. Seven miles away from that house. (laughs) No one calls me Dwight. Her relationship in
2: this movie is fascinating. I like the idea that Dewey's a trophy fuck for her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah.
1: It's also a little confusing because the media is kind of portrayed as, you know, kind of being whoremongering. But they also make her character a bit of a hero, so I don't know what they're trying to say in that. Media bad, but they're okay sometime I guess.
2: This one a to find love. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he said duty. Oh I came. <laughs>
1: Action. Dewey's Dewey's mad because he was about to be smooth there and she
2: just did not reciprocate. I thought they were both looking at a billboard of Stu holding the mask. (laughs) Dude, I told you not to take that out. (laughs) (laughs) The most accurate after-sex reaction in movie history.
1: Pretty much. It was always weird that Billy just gets on the floor to put his shirt back on. Because he had to put his pants on then sit back down to put his shirt on. He needed his personal space. Odd.
2: He was brooding in the corner. That's exactly how I'd react if I had sex with Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, that happened. Look, look, you just need to leave before my mom and dad get back. <laughs>
1: Stu's parents are gonna be so mad. The sheets are all messed up.
0: Oh, I'm woozy.
2: <laughs> it's weird to think that Stu is a character who's had sex at this point.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> With Rose McGowan. Like, how does that even work? On that How do we bed? even know that Matthew Lillard's had sex?
1: And They never say it. See, he's the mastermind. He's just so frustrated he wanted to murder everyone. Matt Lillard is an
2: Adonis, goddammit. You think Lillard gets Scooby-Doo groofies. Yes. Just chicks dressed like Velma showing up to his hotel rooms.
1: Now, <laughs> another one? All, All right, right. come on in. Jinkies.
0: Come on, <laughs> show me
2: your Scooby snacks. I'm gonna run oh, out of that right. hole,
0: then
3: I'm gonna run into that hole, then I'm gonna run back out of that hole, and then back into that hole.
2: And I'm just gonna keep eating and eating and never get full, cause that's funny.
1: <laughs> Alright, we've got one fake kill for Stu. <laughs> that's all <laughs> Stu's good for. <laughs> maybe we can, we can, maybe he, uh, he kidnapped, you know, Sid's dad. We'll We'll give him that. Listen, Stew was going to be a mastermind in the third movie originally, so give him something. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been like a retcon. I would have been okay with instead of Roman. Roman. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) God damn it, Stu.
2: (laughs) I would love to see this movie uh, re-edited with a comedy soundtrack.
0: And not even exists, just flat out right.
2: Benny Hill, but just the 90s comedy. Okay.
1: Wes, you already pulled this shit in the people under the stairs. I'm on to you. You gotta be for <laughs> <by> that movie. <laughs> That's like his favorite. Okay, they're going to climb out. They're going to be on the second floor. And the roof's going to be really steep. Go. Thank God the inside of that boat was filled with pillows.
0: <laughs> Seriously, I don't know if you
1: ever covered a boat with a tarp before, but it's See, just a tarp over it. I mean, all right, all right. You know how Stu's parents got such a big house? Drug money. They sold drugs. <laughs> you know what's in that boat? Drugs. Drugs. You know why there's a tarp over the drugs? Because there's drugs. It, it's all making sense. Protect the drugs. Protect I was the hoping drugs.
2: that's just where Stu left all of his victims. God damn it, Stu what are his parents going to think when they get home 90s Doritos bag
1: okay next oh Randy got drunk therefore by the rules he has to die but Stu isn't very good at following through I love how they're he's watching Halloween and commenting on it so the score for Halloween is just blank yep that's okay (laughs) also you know Jamie Kennedy is telling Jamie to look out behind him (laughs) genius Jamie, turn around. I see what they did. The no one said actually knew who Jamie Kennedy was, so it was just a happy coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Fence. Fuck you. <laughs> None of these Tostitos bags look exactly
2: the same today. More greens. He's, in a, Not he's in a Tostitos Como.
1: No, I mean you can get lime Tostitos, and the bag looks the same. Oh my god. And then they yell at the TV. It's. Maybe. <laughs> this thing is like every annoying audience you've been with don't go in there. You don't control fate. Stu oh,
2: Stu got to kill. Stu got a kill. Yeah, but he couldn't kill Jamie Kennedy.
1: <laughs> he, chose he chose not to. to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's saving him for later. Son of a bitch, I should have gone the other way. Just imagine if they remade Scream as a Scooby Doo episode.
2: <laughs> Zoinks, man! Two killers! Shaggy's one of the killers. <laughs> Shaggy and Fred. <laughs> Ghostface would
1: actually, like, hover off the ground. Zoinks. And then would be like, it was, a, it was a sheet on some monowire that's a, a hologram on the side. <laughs> Everyone just rolls with it. All right, whatever you say. That sounds like science.
2: Scooby's brutally murdered.
1: <laughs> you know, I do really wish Scooby-Doo would have more violent edge to it.
0: <laughs>
1: Quote of the commenter. Just, you know, they find a mystery and there's just corpses everywhere. Oh And those kids kept the house pretty goddamn nice for that wild party. The last like, five minutes before people started to leave. Well, I mean, the principal's dead. dead. They had to go see that. I mean, yeah, but even before that, people were leaving in droves. It's only 7 p.m. right now. <laughs> it was the curfew, actually. I think they had to leave for that. They some were some of them are respectable teenagers. They were indoors. I need a cellular. Ooh, cutting edge.
3: How loud is that TV, by the way?
1: They had a Bose sound system. They're impressive.
0: Oh, uh, your you're choosing to be so pissed, pissed off.
1: <laughs> that was the oddest reaction just watching her face. It was like
2: she was smiling. That an Adam West range of emotions. Okay. <laughs> runs him over. <laughs> and that was the end of Jamie Kennedy. He never had a chance to make Hickler.
1: See, this is how my windshield wipers work, and I don't even have a dead guy on top of my car. <laughs> you gotta stop oh, uh, parking underneath that murder factory flexo.
2: Oh, that would explain it. <laughs> I want to know how Stu has the upper body strength to constantly hoist corpses on top of things.
1: Hey, he made a comment about that earlier in the film. It takes a man to do something like that. Also, you don't know. No, like twenty minutes passed before before like Gail got there. Like you don't. Know, what you did not see is Stu like standing on the hood of the car, just trying to pull Kenny up there. I just imagine he had, like, a pulley system he had yeah, to make. Yeah. He got ropes out at one point. He was having a hard time. He had to get out of costume. <laughs> Billy had to come from downstairs, help him out, go back upstairs. There was a weird period where they were having sex, and he was like, Hold on, Sid. I'll be right back. i got to get some protection. Goes down, helps Stu, lift him up on top of the vehicle, comes back. <laughs> screaming the entire, God damn it, Stu. You had one job. <laughs> oh, no, he may have nerve damage in the future. Stu okay. is completely under bre- un- out of breath under that mask. Stu doesn't even manage to kill Dewey.
2: God so, damn it, Stu. Stu basically <laughs> kills the cameraman. <laughs> Which, it turns out he's okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, originally they wanted Dewey dead, but then they changed their mind because of the positive reaction, but the cameraman just never had the fans. It's unfortunate.
2: Well, he was smart enough to take keys, though. Well the cameraman turns out to be the mastermind screen. To be five. fair,
1: that, that's not the keys to that car. He's just making her think <laughs> Stu, that's just Stu's keys. <laughs> <laughs> They're like those uh plastic toy ones. <laughs> also, how is he doing this? Stu magic. I told you he has that device in the car. He's back in that Winnebago. <laughs>
2: This isn't even Stew. This is one of his many Stew bots. Uh, Life decoy model. Stewtron 9000.
1: Oh my god, Stew is the vision, guys. It makes sense. Stew lives. On the season of Agents of Scream. <laughs> <laughs> DreamWorks probably just copyrighted that. They're going to make like a million dollars off my idea.
3: They have a car named Sydney.
1: I think Stu did it.
3: Sorry, now all I can think of is
1: Roman is (laughs) Ant-Man, Billy is Ultron, and then Stu is the Vision. Stu would be Hawkeye, honestly. Uh There'd be a million aliens, and he would kill 11 of them.
2: You're welcome. How do I tell the difference? They both look so much alike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like twins. <laughs>
1: Just go murder yourself somewhere else.
2: Oh, die already.
1: <laughs> Come on, this is great. How often you. do you get it where like everyone pops back up like, We're not actually dead. It would been hilarious if Billy actually it's broke his neck guy. doing that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stu's just out there like, "No, what? <laughs> he dies a hero. Everybody's really confused
1: why they go and find just fake blood on him later on. Yeah. <laughs> Stu's like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> so wait, then who would be Ghostface in this scenario? <laughs> they kill Randy. <laughs> Randy, goddammit. Actually, that'd be kind of a satisfying ending. boom uh,
0: <laughs> Oh, fuck! <laughs> it's
1: one of the it's one You of that coffee like. table
0: explode.
1: Like, he reacts to the gunshot. Then he cuts it away, and he's just flying backwards. <laughs> Makes no sense at all. <laughs> it's terrible continuity.
2: That's what happens when you slay a Kennedy. It's like killing a Highlander. Sting, by the way.
1: Oh, shocking twist, devil twist.
2: I want one of those 90s voice modulators that just makes you sound like a different person. <laughs> I feel like in the Scream universe, that same box just makes everyone sound like that one guy.
1: That's the only mode it has. Well, then Scream 3 can imitate other voices. Yeah. (laughs) The Patrick Warburton setting. (laughs) You know, in that universe, the Tick was really popular, so it makes sense that (laughs) you could have that voice. Yeah. Should have done the version of Scream 2 where after this happened, Sidney never said anything about Cotton Weary being innocent. just <laughs> executed and she had to live with that. Because he still fucked her mom. And she was not that attractive, so what the fuck was with Cotton Weary there? Cotton would just take whatever moved. Or Cotton. Absolute Cotton. <laughs> oh, man. Hannibal Rising is just ruining the speech.
2: I think if they would have went to prison, they'd be big fans of the Hannibal series.
3: Uh he made pussy hands.
1: <laughs> you know, I'd never made that a uh, uh, that correlation till now. Thank you. <laughs>
2: it's also the second Sharon Stone reference.
1: It was the '90s, back when she was a thing. Never, Stu's never heard this before. Yeah, Stu never heard the origin story. I thought we were just saying this for fun. And I was rolling with it, whatever. Yeah. Back to stuff kill on buddy, so cool. <laughs> God damn it, Stu! I told you not to hold that gun. Sorry, Billy. Sorry. Stop pointing that gun at my girlfriend. <laughs> We were all supposed to get out alive, Stu. To be fair, it is a really stupid plan. I mean, the bullet will probably just pass through her into him. Oh, uh, he evoked the title. Ooh. Ooh, he did his line again. Uh, also, he left the gun in a really bad spot. Stu!
2: God damn it, Stu! No one was even supposed to get hurt. Stu's just that big of a fuck-up that he actually killed people.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone else had corn syrup on him. Even the principal. The uh, thing Billy and Stu never thought of was just actually, you know, untying him and taking the uh, duct tape off of his mouth. (laughs) They would have got around to that eventually. Nah, it's Stu. He would have been in charge of it and just wouldn't have done it. (laughs) He accidentally puts more duct tape on him. (laughs) He leaves a signed note or like a handkerchief with his initials on it. This is all Stu's design. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew Lillard just the joker now in this movie. See? Now the roles are flipped. Billy's the one making stupid ideas up. Okay, let's stab each other before we finish our business. See? They should've listened to Stu all along.
2: No, I already got stabbed. Fuck you. <laughs> This is such a bizarre ending for a horror
1: movie. It's even better because the ghost face costume is just gone. Like they don't put it back on. I mean, uh, Sid puts it on at, for a moment, but that's it. Yeah. What do you
0: think?
2: going to be.
1: I was just saying. I'm really disappointed that we never got to see a sequel made by these guys. <laughs> they just go to Hollywood. That's worth two. The guys in Scream Two, their plan was basically to do a shitty parody of Scream One. So it turns out not as good by default. And by Scream Four, they're just trying to remake Scream. It's like, come on, we need Stu back. Where's Stu when we need him? We need his genius to carry
2: on. Columbine ruins so much. Must be the superior Stu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stu no more. He drops the TV on himself. It is good to know that when watching the other Scream movie, Stu is just in prison somewhere.
0: <laughs> Did he actually Kenny, the cameraman the right
2: comes there? out and blows them both away
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh wait a Lewinsky <laughs> cocks
1: Stu fuck up number three god damn it Stu I'll
2: oh, just shoot them already
1: <laughs> You're, you almost caught me monologuing Chups, said
2: no one's talking to you. God, powerless <laughs> in the face of Skeet.
1: That'll kill her. Power kick. Stu <laughs> Stu so. so... He wanted a fist bump there. He didn't even get his final fist bump. That's all Stu ever wanted.
2: Subtitle: Neck muscles crack. That was a weird subtitle.
1: (laughs) It was. Although I would have been confused if I was a deaf person. person. Along with panting. But. God, damn it, Stu! You had one job.
3: (laughs) There's one person in the goddamn house you're supposed to watch.
2: (laughs) How do you take your eyes off Nev Campbell? (laughs) (laughs) He's feeling a little woozy though, so I mean, he's got he's got a defense.
1: curious, why'd they stab themselves before killing everybody else? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Billy's plan was dumb. They should have yeah. just waited.
3: Dying here, man. This
1: is like parents... you'll go out, might. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> my parents' description of this is this description to me as a kid just freaked me out. This is horrifying. Oh, he's getting blood all over the white phone.
2: Symbolism.
3: Needs to be put in a biohazard bag.
2: This is pretty
1: much just me and Flexo in a couple of years. <laughs> Wait, which one was the building? Like I'm Stu. I'm <laughs> Stu. Well, I'm glad we can't a Damn it. it, Mike.
3: I'm dying
1: here, Flexo. <laughs> Find her, you dipshit! Come on!
3: You're always Randy. <laughs> I'm really Randy.
1: <laughs> we need to find more girls. <laughs>
0: Box Office Pulse recommends
1: female
2: finding women. <laughs> <laughs> just leave the commentary right then and there. <laughs> you just hear sobs for like the next half hour. I have a good Rose McGowan.
1: Birdman man
2: (laughs) how is that movie still on yeah it's still in the third
1: act okay so second time they stab bam apparently the uh, stunt double missed and Skeet which was supposed to be wearing a pad so he had like a uh, apparently he had like some sort of heart surgery years before this movie and he had some sort of metal wiring in his chest and that umbrella hit the metal wiring <laughs> on the second hit. So he's screaming in pain, and it's real. And they decided they liked that shot so much they just kept it in. So if you go back and, and watch, you died. can see the umbrella hits really high up. Like, it's it's kind of close yeah. to his throat. So, <laughs> real scream. And that's why Skeetorch is dead now. Also, apparently that line was improvised? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Not the TV! And then he becomes oh. shocker.
3: <laughs> I'm just, I'm just imagining Mike running in retard strong.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's unstoppable now. Flexo was just stabbing his heart wire. <laughs> is this lob? Wizmo <laughs>
2: dead? Quizmotron is dead. Oh god, we have to fuck Randy before we can kill him. It's the only way. Oh, come on. That's what Stu was for.
1: (laughs) I always had a thing. Oh, not my neck hole. Uh, She poked him in the heart wire. God, what a bad day. He got poked twice and shot and kicked a bunch of times. Oh, the coffee. He had sex, though. He did. What a bad way to go out. Sex with Nev Campbell.
2: He's still glowing.
1: He got to Steps. play out his uh, horror movie fantasies. I mean, really, what more could a guy ask for? Once again, like so his dream. He died a king. <laughs> he even gets a and final. He character. outed Jamie
2: Kennedy as a virgin once and for all. Yep. I mean, that's a lot of checklists
1: on a bucket list, or checkoffs on a bucket list.
3: Okay, I have one suggestion if you two decide to enact this plan in the near future. Um... Prevent Courtney Cox from shooting Flexo in the end.
1: Yeah, we should shoot yes. her right away.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That'll that'll change. Don't worry. We have also, to- Jamie Kennedy, Instead of hitting him with a phone, we're going to hit him with like an axe. But just in the shin.
3: Like yeah. we don't we don't want to kill him. We just want to you know.
1: <laughs> I also love at the end there when he does like the final jump scare. He's not like grabbing for her. His hand is reaching out like help me, Ish. and she just blows him away. <laughs> And the dad is useless. <laughs> I was in this movie. I got two lines.
2: I miss Stu. Yeah, this movie's going downhill already. Well, Stu is absorbed into the TV.
1: <laughs> he becomes Electro. <laughs> he becomes Mitch Pileggi as Shocker.
3: He becomes Electro in that episode of spider man The Amazing Friends, Video Man.
2: <laughs> he traps Randy inside of a video game. He has to play Pong forever. <laughs> <laughs> a fate worse than death.
1: Also, I love the film. Like, it's got the crane shot going upwards. It's like a very final conclusion. There's no, you know, you don't see the killer jump up or do anything stupid. Oh, she evoked the original title. No, uh, but with that ending, with all the closure, we still get like three sequels. So, oh well. Stews in the back one of those cars.
2: <laughs> we can always pretend. Kenny the cameraman comes up clutching his neck ruined. <laughs> I touched their god, Stu. <laughs> Burn See? Me. That would be the perfect ending. Like, they
1: have uh, the cameraman jump back up, and I mean, she's gotta have a cameraman to finish that segment. And it's like, a couple hours later, she didn't have the time to hire a new one. He's that dedicated. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's got a tablecloth wrapped around his neck. He's still working. Stu's just in the backyard, crucified. He lets out an animalistic scream.
1: So, final kill count for Stu?
2: One.
3: I,
1: I, let's just still go with Stu. Well,
3: too. one and a half, because he did technically do that fake kill of Billy.
1: That's true. I'll give you the half. And he might have helped a little bit more, killing uh, Sid's mom. I, I mean, that could be a split Tatum. half. I still say he killed Tatum. And it's really debatable. I, I want to say that it's probably Billy... Then again, he was probably busy stringing up Henry Winkler. Exactly.
2: It takes at least six hours to string up Henry Winkler.
1: Well, n- not if you build a nice pulley system. I mean, they already had one devised. So,
2: <laughs>
0: and
2: the credits. I'm <laughs> something on the UPN network. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what these lyrics mean. I don't think it's, they read like anime outro lyrics. Nighttime which... sends us all above. Which we are, f- we are, we are. We're just children. So, to
1: be fair, a really Diding disturbing, disturbing anime would end with this kind of song. Oh man, they should make Scream into an anime. That'd be fascinating. I would watch that. Just imagine, instead of Super Saiyan, it's just a blood geyser. <laughs> Schreiber, that's his one picture in the entire movie. <laughs> Do you think they picked the song because it had Scream in the lyrics? Yes. Yes. Oh, it says "scream" in the chorus, guys. It's meant to be. So, Fluxo, what else you got? Uh, well, ten fingers. Ten fingers. Uh, an S one for a phone. I've got a Hellboy action figure on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you looking for specifics here? Or I can keep. I was asking things? about the film, but you know, whatever. oh, all right.
0: Well,
2: he's got some dimension studio folks <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me
1: well I guess the biggest thing here is I mean if we look at horror films typically you think you know 13 year old guys the movies are kind of designed that way there's always the commentary you know they've got to have a tit uh, tit shot the plots don't make a lot of sense the killer gets around it's all just for blood Whereas I feel like Scream was trying to Make a statement on that And trying to make a Horror film that goes Outside those bounds Like this is a horror film That's smart enough Where your parents Could go and watch it And enjoy it And scare their Seven year old child And scare their Seven year old child uh, You could have You know This is actually A horror film that Focuses a lot on What the girls are doing So I feel like it Gives it more of a Female perspective Than the normal You know Teenage dude perspective That you get in horror films yeah, you get to see Women go to the bathroom
3: Well, the yeah. teenage
1: dudes Are psycho killers <laughs> is, like, real life. The movie is a battle of the sexes. I mean, the entire thing hinges on sex, and there are different opinions of it. I mean, Billy's only killing because he thinks women that have sex are pretty much whores and deserve to die. And I mean, that's kind of the rape-shaming society that we live in now, so I feel like that's a pretty strong commentary.
2: Who knew Wes Craven was such a feminist? It's deep, man. <laughs> It all ties in with the third movie and Lance Henriksen's Abusive Woman.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, kind of going back to a point I made before, just with uh, horror directors sticking with horror, I think a lot of them get out because horror is not a respectable genre. Or people look at it and it's just, no, it's horror. Or they have this idea in their head where horror is derivative, it's based on what, you know, 13-year-old dudes want. And I think Wes Craven was trying to make a statement with this movie that they can be smarter and bigger than that. And, you know, he's the guy who's stuck with horror his entire career, so... That's pretty
2: encouraging. And then he made Cursed.
1: Yeah, well, I don't like Jesse
2: Eisenberg. That. It happens. It ha- I don't hey, know there's a movie with a Ware Eisenberg.
0: <laughs>
2: you should fight Ware Eisenberg.
0: God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> red Eye was alright. I like Red Eye. Yeah. Yeah, I like
3: Red Eye too.
2: I'm glad we agree. Office uh, I, both recommends Red Eye.
3: So final thoughts?
1: I, you know, I, I didn't want to bore people by going too deep into all my theories on screen here, but I do think if you pay attention to it and just look at the sexual politics going back and forth, the commentary on, you know, just sex in American society, there is a lot of meat to dig into, but... It is a movie, too, where you can just relax, watch it as a general horror film, and still have a good time. It's a well-built slasher. It questions a lot of the uh, horror clichés. It's just a fun twist on the horror genre altogether. And all the characters mm-hmm. are great. I love the
2: characters. And you've got the boyish good looks of 90s Jamie Kennedy. You can't go so wrong. That good, but he can fall back on that.
3: <laughs> James, your so... final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Hero, Hero, your final thoughts.
2: Uh, don't break character Julie uh, the funny thing is I disliked this movie series for the longest time after loving it as a kid I think just because of the bad taste the sequels, specifically the third left in my mouth but uh, watching this again a couple of years ago as an adult I was shocked by just how smart and enjoyable a movie this is
1: yeah like I mean the mystery is actually fairly well constructed uh, the action's good you've got a lot of the horror tropes in there maybe twists on horror tropes so it's got a lot of great elements to enjoy
2: like we said earlier it's a one of those great Venn diagram movies that just has everything that everyone enjoys
3: yeah and it just it's multi-layered which is really good it's it goes a the way to really make you appreciate it as a film because you know it has the horror element it has the uh, kind of the teenage uh, heartthrob, just kind of the high school movie. And it just, really, I think what it is, is it's kind of several different things at once combined into sort of one umbrella, which is the sort of the horror quasi-parody? I, I don't know if Parody is really even a
1: yeah. I, I don't think a parody is a fair term for it, but I know what you mean. Like,
3: yeah. really a that's a satire. Sat- it's a satire, but not even
1: necessarily a satire. It's
3: it's almost like a black satire.
1: That's why I've always think deconstruction works best with it because deconstruction can kind of be any tone.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's got something for the ladies, something for the fellas, <laughs> something for the Rodriguez's. <laughs> you name it. Something it's for the sexual. The sex.
1: It's also just a warm blanket movie. So you can just put on Scream every once in a while and just watch it. And just right. relive the 90s. <laughs> all <laughs> like, the characters are so fun to watch. Like, MB can watch Halloween over and over again. I could probably watch Scream over and over again. It's one of those movies that never really gets old for me. I love all the characters, and they're always fun to watch. Yeah. If you like hearing right, us talk part. about Scream, we'll eventually do Scream too. Scream. We'll skip Scream 3. But. Yeah, I don't even think they mentioned Scream 3 and Scream 4, so we're probably fine. Pretty much. They they, they just ignored it. I'm, there's probably so, some mention of continuity in there, but I can't I remember anything. I think it's, like, super brief. I think it's just, like, we have to, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sydney has a photo of Roman in her house. <laughs> there's a little candle beside it. Never forget and be sitting in the background just like,
1: oh, I haven't seen Scream 3 either.
2: Parker Posey's
1: the killer. Anyway, <laughs> if you like to listen wow. to us talk Lynch. about these things, or if you like hearing Flexo talk about these things, remember to listen to Box Office Pulp. <laughs> uh, no one enjoys listening to Flexo talk about things, but thank you. <laughs> we do.
3: Oh, Cody. Pity as party, said,
1: guys. It. Pity party. Come on in.
3: Uh, as I said, I, I, I'm a warm about it, to be honest. <laughs> well, you, have to, you, have to, you have to catch me in the flexo mood I mean a bit
1: of a devil's advocate no no he's got a point there's some things you know you don't want pumpkin pie all year round yes you yes, do exactly. you have to yeah I have don't know what save, I'm talking about I'm just pulling stuff out of my ass <sighs> anyway no, I just want pumpkin pie so do I Let's get pumpkin, Pump- pie,
3: pumpkin guys. pie the slice that divides
2: us
1: no it sounds like we all really want pumpkin pie I could go for some pumpkin pie, yeah.
2: Why are you trying to ruin our pumpkin, pumpkin pie pity party?
1: I had pumpkin spice coffee earlier. That's pretty good. Oh. Ooh. Anyway, we're just talking now. So <laughs> oh wait, my DVD went back to the menu and it's the poster art with Skeet Ulrich just not looking
2: like Billy at all. With yep. his facial hair.
1: <laughs> the all same
2: with Nev Campbell in the background. The really bad uh, center.
1: DVD menu that just has chapter selection, captions, bonus materials, and play. Somehow, chapter selection is the first option. Yep, this fascinates me. But um, do we just looking stalwart? Fucked up thing. I'm watching this on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Apparently, they did not change that. I'm still watching on DVD. That's pretty sad. Anyway, <laughs> yes.
3: I the only one that actually minutes? watched it on sh- on streaming.
1: Yeah, it is also Netflix streaming currently. All the Scream movies are. Check them out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway,
3: well, I have no reason to now because it was insanely spoiled up for me. Uh, it's just, just you know,
2: some of those might have been full spoilers. You don't know. Parker Posey isn't in Scream Three.
1: We could be stewing you. You don't know. Ooh, uh, anyway. ooh. Anyway, this has been Pulp Commentary for Scream. Scream. I've been Mike.
3: I've been Uh I've been here.
1: I'm still Cody.
3: <laughs> Thank oh. God for that. But
1: not Robert Osborne, unfortunately. God damn it, Stu. Anybody want to beer?
0: here? No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hold on. I'll be right back.
0: Bye, oh, no. <laughs> Bobby.